0: Hey there, I'm your host Misty and I'm a woman's life coach. In my former life, I was overstressed, overwhelmed and always overdoing it, which I believe led to my diagnosis of rheumatoid arthritis. Now I get to live a life that I've designed and I have the power to create what I want. Doesn't that sound cool? I found my way back to health by showing up for myself and releasing old patterns, including being the ultimate people pleaser and perfectionist. I created this podcast from my passion to empower, uplift, and transform the lives of women who are struggling with chronic stress and illness by providing tips, tools, and insights into the power of rest, how our thoughts and old patterns not only hold us back, but create dis-ease in the body. My goal is to support and educate at the same time as build a community of like-minded women so we remember we are not alone. Now's the time to begin the exploration into what is holding you back and start to design the life of your dreams. My only question is, are you ready? Let's get going. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Empower, Uplift, and Transform podcast. I am so super excited to have this very, very special guest who is a dear friend of mine and also such an inspiration. And it is Catherine White. Catherine Wright is the owner of Catherine Wright Wellness. She is a cancer support coach who supports women living with a cancer diagnosis or who are healing after cancer. Before becoming a certified holistic cancer coach, Catherine was an elementary school teacher for almost 20 years. And in 2015, Catherine was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. This led her to leaving teaching permanently in order to regain her health and rediscover herself and what she wanted from her new lease on life. As a stage four colon cancer survivor, Catherine is deeply passionate about health and wellness. After completing treatment and getting her health back, Catherine dug deep into the roots of colon cancer to learn more about how to prevent it and how to live healthier. Never far from her original calling as a teacher, Catherine successfully completed a certification as a culinary nutrition educator, which led her to launch her own business, running workshops and personalized nutrition planning for people wanting to change their own lives and prevent disease. The next step in her personal road to health and healing was to become a 500 hour registered yoga teacher with a focus on trauma-informed yoga, restorative yoga and meditation and mindfulness. As a continuation of her desire to educate others about healthy lifestyles and cancer prevention, Catherine earned her certification as holistic cancer coach in 2021. Since then, she's gone on to support numerous women in their personal walk with cancer through her own one-to-one cancer support coaching program. Further to that, Catherine then started a podcast, Living to Thrive, which she retired at the end of 2021 and reinvented it as Living to Thrive with Cancer podcast in March of 2022. Not only does Catherine do all of this, she is also active in the Royal Canadian Air Cadet program as the commanding officer of the 741 Elgin Royal Canadian Air Cadet. Air Cadet Squadron in St. Thomas, Ontario. And in her time off, which doesn't sound like she has much of, Catherine enjoys reading, hiking, camping, and spending time with her husband John and her two adult children, Jackson and Joshua. Whew, thank you so much,
1: Catherine. Welcome. Hi, Missy. <laughs> so good to be here. <laughs> Such It's a- so funny to listen to someone read about you. It's like
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, it's so impressive. Like, it's just beautiful to see everything that you have done and where you're taking it. And I'm just so grateful that you're here to share some of that wisdom and insight. So just to start off, how about you share a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, well, the bio was definitely <laughs> thorough. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I am a, a cancer survivor. I like to call myself a cancer thriver. That um, it just that that word for me just uh, is a little more inspiring, a little more uplifting for me, and that's what I personally needed. So, yeah, I was a I was a teacher for a really long time, taught grade eight. I love working with teenagers, and that's why I work with the Air Cadet Squadron also. Um, And teaching was fantastic, but a little bit stressful. And um, I kind of feel like it's at the root of where my whole cancer experience came from, from being stressed a lot of the time and not having strategies to manage that. So um, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I was actually going off on a six-month sabbatical to do some traveling. And so we sort of had to rewire our life for 2015, and 2015 was spent doing surgeries and uh, chemotherapy treatments but in all of that I still managed to travel a little bit and have some fun and, and find the joy in life in all of that and as you, you read like after that I I spent a year kind of wandering around my house thinking like I don't know who I am anymore cuz my identity was really wrapped up in being a teacher that was that was what I did every day same day over and over like groundhog day <laughs> and when that wasn't there anymore was like, I I don't know who I am. And cancer, definitely any critical illness changes you as a person. And so I, I really spent time thinking about, you know, what do I want to be when I grow up? Who am I now? And that's where I came into a conversation with another stage four cancer uh, thriver. And she talked about nutrition. And I was actually deeply surprised at how much I didn't know. Because I thought that we were eating healthy and I was running marathons and, you know, we were active. We thought healthy people. And then as I dug into this course in twenty seventeen, it was like, holy smokes! Like, food really has a significant impact on our health, and it's become my passion. And then as you know, I shared uh, in the bio, I took my yoga teacher training in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen with you as one of my mentors, um, because I was my soul wasn't healed from this whole cancer experience. I was moving through the physical healing, um, but I I hadn't healed my soul. And I really realized that I needed another piece. And yoga training, yoga, everything yoga, just brought the realization to me that we are a whole person and we need to heal all those parts of ourselves. So I was so grateful for that. And And as I was in yoga teacher training, I was diagnosed with a a lung metastases and had to have surgery. Um, So being in that space with beautiful people and supportive people really made a difference, which also helped me in that realization that, you know, cancer is very lonely. And um, I, I didn't know how to find support. I didn't know where to reach out for that. And being in that teacher training and having all those beautiful people holding me up at a time when I was really could have go, gone, gone very down deep into the Valley. It's like this people need help. And so as you know, things progressed in, in my own personal life experience and journey, it was like, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be is helping other people when they're looking around and saying, I don't know what to do. My whole life has just turned upside down. So here I am now, you know coaching other people and and such a big part of that coaching is still part of my own healing process. It's um cancer is an interesting thing. We say my husband and I often say like it's the club you never want to be in and you you get brought into this club whether you want to be in it or not and not to sound callous but you don't get to leave it. You are always in this club in whatever stage of, of your diagnosis um, you're at. And it's, it's not a great place to be, but it's also not a bad place to be. Because there's a lot to learn in being in this space. So I am still a work in progress in all of this. Thank you, Catherine.
0: And I love
1: how you shift from
0: survivor to thriver. That just it just sounds so beautiful. Like, with people who have illnesses and it is feels more inspirational saying that that you're a thriver as opposed to survivor so i think that it's such a nice way to kind of shift that mindset around it right which i imagine there's a lot of mindset shifts you have to do when you get in the club that you're talking about and so i'm just curious as so there's a couple of things you said that i want to sort of dive into is the first is you mentioned that you believed that stress the cro- and I, what I believe I heard you say was chronic stress was a part of what you believed created the cancer. And if you could just sort of explain in your words what chronic stress showed up in your life and what strategies you feel you've learned now as you've moved through this that support you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question because I like at the time I didn't I knew that I was I knew that I wasn't my best version of myself, but I didn't realize that it was chronic stress and um as i've come to learn you know there's the acute stress of the moment that comes and goes but then the chronic stress is that stuff that just it embeds itself in your in your cells and in your soul and in your brain and you know retrospectively it's easy to look and say oh yeah i was like look at me coming home from work every day angry and my shoulders up around my ears and my, you know, my guts in knots and agonizing over things, whether it was staff related or student related, and not recognizing it, and therefore not managing it. And the not managing it, quite frankly, included um, exercising that wasn't, um, it wasn't exercise for health, it was exercise for purpose. I just got to go for a run right? And not with the intention of it being a meditative or mindful activity, but a productive, got to get this done. Um, Drinking, honestly, coming home and, and, you know, having some drinks just to sort of melt the day away. And um, not, I think not eating healthy, like all of those pieces that just contributed the emotional stress from the job but contributed to the physical stress that my body was going through that I didn't even know that it was going through. I mean, you know, we talk about, I know you talk about it in your work about that reptilian brain, and it's trying to keep us safe. And I was not listening to that reptilian brain, it was sending me messages. I think that again, retrospectively, it's like, Oh, that Yeah, it was knocking on my door and saying, there's some things you need to figure out here. But I know, and I know from the research that I've done that, you know, chronic stress manifests itself with an ache, with a headache, with some tummy upset, but when you ignore it the way that I was, I guess, ignoring it, it just manifested itself in, uh, you know, the cellular reproduction didn't, it just didn't go the way it was supposed to anymore. And it turned itself into cancer. And, And I believe that. So I had, really no modalities except poor coping mechanisms. And now I, you know, I have other things that I'm able to do that, that support living a stress less life. Yeah.
0: So what, um, just for our listeners who are like, Oh my God, I might be in chronic stress because it's so interesting in how you shared it. And I know when I talk to clients and I, and I question, like, I get curious cause I really think in our work, it's about getting curious because we all have the answers within ourselves. That's how I believe. But we don't listen, as you shared. We sort of ignore them. And so when clients are saying I've got this pain or this ache, and I'm like, well, what's going on in your life that's so stressful? And they're like, oh no, no, I'm not stressed. Right. It's it's almost like an yeah. odd time, I'm not stressed. Or and and it's they don't want they don't see it. And that's totally normal. Cause like we know in our work, uh, especially in the restorative yeah. yoga work that we can be stressed for so long that it then becomes almost our normal and we're not really understanding that we're living in the stress state because we've been there for so long but it doesn't mean what's going on in our body the miscommunications they're firing it's like all happening inside of us but we don't realize it because we've lived there for so long so I would love for you to share for anyone who's thinking well maybe I am chronically stressed like what are say two of your favorite tools that you use to Stress less, I think is how you worded it.
1: Mm, Yeah, a stress less. Yes, be mindful and stress less. Um, For me, definitely my morning practice of uh, of my bowing practice of releasing what was and sitting in my gratitude, um, really, really looking at the things that are Important and that are meaningful and grateful. I'm grateful for in my life, um, because that builds those happy pieces, right? That builds the the oxytocin to bring in that joy, and then the setting of the intentions. Um, and I've really shifted actually in this whole practice, this this meditative yoga practice, um, of my intentions are I am statements. So rewiring my brain to not to say I want to be a good cancer support coach but saying i am a good cancer support coach i want to be a good mother to my adult children i am a good mother to my adult children and in that i feel like it that shift in the brain is allowing you know that cortisol to come down of that worry of am i being a good mother am i being a good coach am i doing this right am i doing all the things well you know what's happening right the cortisol is coming back up so that practice of letting go of the things that I've been holding on to, sitting in my gratitude, and then I am statements of moving forward into the day, really, I've only been doing it since October, but has really made a shift in how I feel in my body. And I know that throughout the day, I can come back to that and say, remember when you told yourself you were letting that go? And it's so interesting because my husband is doing the practice with me. And when he's away, we do it separately. And then we talk about it. And he's now my accountability partner in that. And that he'll say, remember when you said you were going to let go of that? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. So that bowing practice has really become important to me um, for that, for stress release, but, but mindfulness, um, being mindful. And then I think that the other big piece is just sitting with my breath. Like I know that I need to breathe sometimes when I can feel my shoulders coming up, when I can feel my breath getting shallow, when I feel the self-doubt or the, the intensity of some things. I, m- I mentioned I worked with an air cadet squadron. And so working in a big machine under the, the um, umbrella of the military, there's very specific procedures and structures and policies. And as the commanding officer, I'm responsible for all of that. So I can feel with some of that the responsibility and the stress that comes up. So it's just, okay, just slow down, take a minute, breathe, use that strategy and, and allow all of the physical release that comes with the breath to just sink in. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a 15 minute breath practice. Sometimes it's just so hum in and out. I am.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. And that's so, it's so interesting how you just brought up the coming into the quiet for just a moment like the stillness because i actually was working with a client yesterday and it, it was a private yoga client and she was talking to me about she was just about to cancel and she didn't and we did um just a very slow and mindful practice and she was like afterwards and she goes if i could just remind myself that when i slow it down I'm way more productive than if I push myself to get through it, right? She was like, I can now go and finish what I need to finish. And I will finish it in probably half the time, if not like quicker, because I slowed down for a moment and I let my brain just sort of come back to its natural state. She goes, but if I kept canceled you and pushed, I probably would have been at it for much longer. So it's really interesting how, when you bring those practices in, you do start to slow down and it does make you more productive. Mm. It does help you refocus, even though ego comes in and wants you just to keep push, 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 right? It's so, it's that balance and it's yes. learning it. So,
1: yeah. Yes, yeah. And I think that we have normalized living in fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Like we, our brain it it was designed to keep us safe back at a time when we had all of those risk factors right and and we now we just sit in it and we truly i think so few of us are actually in our state of homeostasis of really coming back because it's just that it's that firing that list that go 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 that judgment that ego that steps in and you need to be and you need to do and, and we've also normalized that busy is a good thing. And so we're stressing ourselves out as a society by having to prove to the rest of the world that we are super amazing, productive people, because we're busy, and it's not healthy at all.
0: Yeah, it's like I, I do that a free workshop every month. And I always talk about how when I talk about stress, it's like, when I worked in an office, you know, everybody would say you're stressed, they were stressed. And it's like, it's a badge of honor. And it's like, no, it's not. And it took me until I got out of the environment because if you didn't say you were stressed, then it's like, well, you're not working hard enough. Like that was the mentality. That's the culture is that, well, if you're not stressed, you're not working hard enough. So here's some more, right? So it's very, like, I totally agree that we've normalized this state of, and I call it chaos when when we live in that, kind of always go, 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 and no time to even breathe properly,
1: right? Absolutely, yeah. So true. Um,
0: So another thing that came in just uh, when you were talking about your moving through your cancer diagnosis and your treatments, and you talked about how lonely it was that you, you realized how lonely it was. And so I would just love if you could just sort of expand on that, just because you just sort of to help people who don't have cancer to understand what that meant, like what you mean by that. And, um, the supports that you had just through Western medicine and through, and how was there not the kind of support that you offer as a coach in that area? Does that make what I'm trying to get at is just to get some information about
1: that. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I mean, the initial shell shock in itself, it becomes when, when somebody tells you, when your doctor tells you that you have cancer, um, it, it's just like in, a minute, less than a minute, in a second, your world changes completely. And and, in my, from my perspective, you immediately are shuffled into a different group. Because there's the people who just don't get it. And I'm so grateful for them that they don't get it. Because that means that they're not living in that world. And then there's the people who really get it because they're living in that world. Um, and it's difficult to explain to people what having cancer feels like because you know I I would have days where people would want to come over and I just was too tired. It's just like I'm just but I didn't want to push people away and I had to put I had to put their needs to comfort or be present or feel like they needed to be part of the experience aside so that I could take care of my own needs because it's exhausting it's, it's truly exhausting. but also um, what I found was that, people really rallied at first. And there was all of the, you know, I put it out on Facebook, very, very public about the whole thing, because I felt like that was what I was called to do. And that doesn't work for everybody. And there's all the support, all the support, all the support. And then kind of as you go through the process, because it's not a slow process, mine was, um, you know, surgery in February, and then starting chemo in April, actually, I think yesterday was the anniversary of my first chemo treatment. And then a break, and then more surgery, and then a break, and then more chemo. So it was a whole year of all of that, and people sort of drop off um, because everybody's living their own life. And I can't, I couldn't expect people to to be coming over, and and you know, people would check in, and, you know, little messages here and there. But but there's also the whole like, well, I can't see anybody right now because I'm really immunocompromised, and you know, we were wearing masks before masks were a thing because we didn't want me to get sick. And, um, and so it's very isolating because of, well, do you like do you guys want to go out? Do you want to get together? No, first of all, I'm tired. Second of all, I, I don't want to be exposed to other people. And so we pulled back. I say we, because my husband is a critical piece in the whole thing as my caregiver. Um, and so I think that for some people, maybe it's just like, well, they just don't want to see us or they just don't want our help. And I mean, the thing around help is that there's no book on this. There's no guide to having cancer. So how do you know what to ask for? People are always like, just ask, I'll do anything. It's like, well, okay, can you come and clean my house? And actually a lady did. We we got brave enough to ask that. and, And a friend came over and she actually cleaned our house for us, but you don't know what you don't know. And so people are just like, well, I guess, you know, I'm just gonna go about my life and they must be doing okay over there because we're not hearing from them. But even making a phone call was exhausting. And so it is lonely. And then try to explain to people, they're like, oh my God, you look so good. First of all, it's like, actually, I really don't. <laughs> but thank you for being polite. And, and you know there is this whole perception of, well, you look good, so you must be okay. And I didn't wanna be the girl was, that was like, well, actually, I'm not okay. And here's all the things that are actually happening. Because nobody wants to hear that. They just want you to say, I'm so glad to see you're doing well. Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. So it's lonely because there's just so many pieces to navigate that you can't explain. I couldn't explain to other people. It's just, there's no rule book. And so, you know, what I say to to the clients that I work with is, here are things that you can ask for. And I will give you recipes that when someone says, can I make something for you? Yes, you can make me this, but it needs to be this because this is my healthy health building recipe. I appreciate that you want to bring me that, but that's not food that's going to support my, my immune system, um, you know, or asking for rides or asking someone to to pick up your mail at the post office for you or walk your dog or whatever it is. Those pieces that are just seem like minutia, but could really make a difference and then there's still there's still a connection. I think I'm hoping I am answering your question. It's just it's kind of hard to it's hard to explain. It's really hard to explain. And then, you know, to go into a hospital and to do that right now too, you know, with COVID with not being able to bring someone in with you. I had surgery in January. I couldn't even bring my husband in. Mm-hmm. Because because we had rules and I get that. And I respect the rules that the hospital had to have in place for the well being of, of everyone. Um but that was lonely you know, going in by myself. And it's just, it's very isolating. Mm -hmm. It can be very isolating and it might not be for everybody, but that was my experience. And so
0: with your experience and, and what I believe I heard you say earlier in our chat was that that sort of inspired you part of this loneliness inspired you to become a coach. And is that because there really isn't anything in Western medicine that has been created to support people? with cancer? Like just sort of helping people understand the piece that you offer, like how you can be supportive of people because of, as they move through this.
1: Right. Yes. Thank you for bringing that back around. Um, so yeah, all of the medical stuff, the medical people do really well. They've got that under control. And this is what I say to my clients. Like if you're choosing Western medicine, then you need, there needs to be a trust that they know what they're doing. Um, there's so much outside of the medical piece as i've sort of I've alluded to and, and talked about that needs to happen um and so the coaching piece is to help people find those pieces because i can't be everything you know but but even yesterday on a call I was like have you explored reiki you know have you explored going to to someone who can help you align your energy release your energy get those pieces in place, so that when you go for your next treatment, you're feeling a little bit more in tune with yourself, a little stress less, a little more, like you're being proactive in your own health. And I think that's a really important piece outside of the medical part, is being proactive for yourself. And that's part of the thriving part is, you know, really diving into what can I do to take care of myself. And so literally yesterday, I was helping a lady create a list. Here's your, you know, not a got to check it off list, but here's all of the possibilities. Go for a drive in your car because you can't hike anymore, but you can drive and you can see. And so there are support networks out there. Um, you know, there's Wellspring is a beautiful opportunity for people to meet other people um, and and to work with, with groups and, you know, art therapy. Um, there's just, but there's a lot of other modalities that, I think are important for people to be aware of and coaching truly I believe is a part of that because it's I am someone who understands what these people are going through and don't tell them what to do but just give them other um, ways of looking at it of rewiring the thought patterns around it so that it's not um, not all doom and gloom like mm-hmm. there can be a lot of joy in there, that but you have to find the joy, and that can be really hard.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So what I hear, so what I hear, I love that, I love it. And what I hear, so sort of what comes in for me is that you are like complementary to the Western medicine. So we're not saying mm-hmm. Western medicine is bad. It's like, and there's a whole broad range that they they don't focus on because they focus on what they're really good at that with your coaching support opens up the doors to other avenues that will fully and wholly support you. Right. It's not just the one piece it's, it's all pieces. Like I think you mentioned when you did your yoga training, how your soul needed to heal. So it's like that mind, body, spirit, all of it needs to heal. And the coaching that you offer helps bring all of it together. Would that be
1: fair? Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Because the doctors do what the doctors do, and they do it well. And, and sometimes they forget that there's a human factor involved in that, because their job is to deal with the stuff. And so that the human piece is such a big part of it. Um, I have a client that sent me a, a pre a past client sent me a text yesterday, and she just got a clear CT scan, her first CT scan since she her surgeries, but when she you know, when we started working together, her mindset was just she was so scared and alone. And and we just worked through trust the doctors, trust the process. If you're choosing that process, you have to trust that process. But, but there has to be another part. It is a mind body ex- experience. We are a whole, my my focus in my coaching is we are a whole person. And, and I'm very clear with people, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse. I'm I'm a girl who's had this experience. And so I can We can talk about those pieces of it, but it it is complementary. I think that's the word that you use. It's complementary to what the the medical system is able to offer Mm -hmm. so that people can learn how to breathe. Like Truly going into a scan or an appointment can be the most stressful, horrible part of a person's cancer experience because it's like, are they going to find it again? Is it back? Is it worse? Is it growing? Has it shrunk? I don't know what's happening. And so to even know how to breathe going into that can can make a huge difference in in bringing everything down and being like I am okay I've got this
0: so can you tell me um if someone wanted to work with you sort of high level overview what would
1: that look like like what is that what does a cancer coach do um I like to work with people or I work with people in a six-month program um because it is a process it's it's not just. Um, You know, let's talk about it and here's some strategies and off you go. It really, because there's so much involved in, in figuring the ins and outs and they're different every week. So it's a six month process um, program of meeting once a week and we have a chat and it's client led. It's, it's not a program that you show up and it's like this week we're talking about this and this week we're talking about that. It's like, where are you right now? and And how can I support you? And then we work through you know the thought patterns or the processes of even I'm going for surgery, how do I prepare for that? Again, but the client, so I have pieces that I'm able to weave in, but it's very much what the client needs in that time. And then I do offer you know um, a restorative class once a month that my clients are able to come to as a group in order to bring that that beautiful restorative peaceful practice in and nutritional support um, as I mentioned, you know when people want to help, it's really important that they're helping with the right food because there's actually foods that people who are in treatment can't eat and and shouldn't eat and so um, I provide recipes and meal plans and and preparation schedules for people so that they can make it easier so that the people that are supporting them can make it easier and we just we just be we just breathe together and and work through, you know, what's happening in your world today or this week and what can i support you with. Oh, that's beautiful.
0: That's beautiful. And so if someone's listening to this and is interested, do you have are you still taking clients on? I am. Yes, I do have some space for some private clients. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom. And i just if do you have any sort of you said you work with women who have, oh, sorry. Do you work with men and women? I guess I work with women. And so I made that leap and assumption. No,
1: I did. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did say, um, I did say at the beginning, yeah, women. Um, okay. And I, I I say women because um, that's who's been coming to me. And it would be, it would actually be very interesting to work with, um, with a man because they, you know, as we're recording this, it's actually Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. Men get cancer, right? Like there's things that happen, but Um, it, it's been women who've been coming, I have chatted with a couple of men. um, And it's just interesting to see how uh, different people respond to different things. But yes, definitely open to um, anyone who's looking for support.
0: And so just do you have any sort of tips or anything that you can offer someone who's listening who is like, this sounds really interesting. I don't know. Or you what I, I mean, I didn't have cancer. Uh, I had my own autoimmune diagnosis. And I know that there's a lot of fear. There's fear of reaching out. There's fear of looking for support. So is there any tips that you could give somebody? Just tips or like a tool or even like a food that would be really good to support the immune system, anything that you feel might be of value. So someone could say, well, I'm going to check that out and see how it lands for me. Um, If they're just a little nervous to reach out personally, right?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because it really does take a lot of courage to reach out and ask for help on a good day. And let alone, you know, if you're feeling a little overwhelmed by things. Um, I'm always an advocate of water (laughs) and not pop, not sugary drinks. Sugar is not our friend. For all of the listeners out there, sugar is not our friend. And I'm sure that you share that also, that it is inflammatory and it's hurting our bodies. So lots and lots of water and teas, um, leafy greens dark leafy greens have a lot of phytonutrients plant nutrients and dark berries like if we're going to keep it really simple cuz there's a smoothie right there dark berries and some you know baby spinach and some water the the antioxidants we breathe in a lot of chemicals and bring things into our bodies and we want to get that out and so antioxidants like in dark berries are super supportive of that and then you know learning just how to catch your breath to just slow down and catch your breath Thank you.
0: Thank you. It's funny because that's my smoothie every morning, wild blueberries and spinach, a couple other added stuff. But yeah, that's what I have every morning for my breakfast. Yeah,
1: yeah there's definitely other things you can put in there that uh, you know that would enhance and offer some protein in there because we do need some healthy proteins and all of those things to keep our body strong. But basically, we just want ourselves to be healthy
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: and reproducing in a healthy way, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so how is the best way to reach out to you? Like, what is it? How do you find is the best way? And I'll put all of this information links in the bio, like your podcast that you, that we talked about. Um, I will put that in, but is what is the best way to reach out to you?
1: Um, so if someone is curious, and they just want to sort of get to know me a little bit without actually having a conversation, they can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Catherine White Cancer Coach, all one big long word. And um, that's a good way just to see like in my posts, I do share my own stuff and some information tips and and strategies for management. And that's that kind of a nice gentle way to break into getting to know someone. I do have a website, CatherineWhite.coach um and that has some information on it as well and if someone was feeling like they wanted to reach out and have a conversation there's a space on there where you can book a call with me that we can just talk about where you are what things look like um, how how to go forward in the process for themselves and whether working together would be Um, good for that person or not and then there is the podcast and I would say go back to and listen to the old podcast the the previous podcast because there's a lot in there I'm just you know redoing restarting this podcast Um, but the the previous living to thrive cancer not with cancer the living to thrive podcast has a tremendous amount of educational information in it as well
0: okay and just about that call is that um do you charge for the call
1: no, it's at uh, 60 minutes, plus or minus. Like sometimes we go a little longer depending on where we are, but no, it's a free call because I feel like people just need to have that open invitation to feel comfortable to come to the table and um, with no expectations on either end. Beautiful. It's
0: amazing, Catherine. Thank you so much for the work that you do and the support that you offer in such, I, I feel like it's a vast area, right? I feel like it's... Like you said, you were talking about cancer being lonely and it being this club and and once you're in it, you don't get out. And I just it's very important that people know they have supports outside of the Western medicine and to know that they can find somebody who's been there. Right. It's so invaluable to share your experience so openly and vulnerably to support other people as they move through that. And so I'm just, I just think what you do is so beautiful and amazing. And I love that you are one of my dearest friends and honored that you shared this information today with us. And just to end on like a really fun note, is there like one silly thing? I do this with every guest, silly thing, fun thing that you do that maybe not everybody knows um, if that you could just share with the listeners. I just think it's important that all of us have our quirks and it means that we're all totally normal, nobody's abnormal. I and mean, I always say sometimes even to my husband, what really is normal? So is there anything you'd like to share? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. So yeah.
1: yeah. What really is normal? Yeah. Like what is
0: normal? <laughs> um, How do you define normal?
1: That's a textbook something. I don't know. Yeah. It's so different for all of us. Um, so I'm, I'm personally working on having more fun and and that's something that, you know, that my my previous personality, very structured, very linear. And so my, my work has been to have more fun and to just let go, just let go of the control, which, you know, in my previous job, I needed to have a lot of that. But so what I do is sometimes when I'm listening to a playlist as I'm working, I just get up and I dance and I sing in my office like nobody's watching and I don't care. And sometimes I turn around and my husband's standing there. I'm like, Oh, well, hello. But you know what? It's okay. Cause it's just, it's like that energetic release and it's silly and it's fun and it's just something that makes me feel connected to myself, but also very free. Yeah, I love it. I
0: love it. Like I've shared before, like I dance right to 80s music right? Every morning. So I just think it's great. It is. It's so freeing and it's so open. And I love that we share that. Like I've been told by so many healers, you need to bring more play into your life, Misty. You need to have more fun and get out of. So that is really where I have started is the dance. So we share that. I love it. Another thing we share. thank you so much Catherine, and i will have all the links in the bio and um, i just want to say i appreciate you and i hope you have the most amazing day do you celebrate all the wins in your life no matter how big or small i know i sure do and so in this moment i'm celebrating you for finishing another podcast episode and soaking up new ways to empower transform and uplift your life Want to grab the show notes and all the links talked about in today's podcast? Well, you're going to find those in the episode's description, along with a link to join my Facebook community, Supporting Resilient Women. In this group, I share even more insight, tips, and tools to live your best life. Until we meet again, my friend, and to your dreams.